Modern Love, the podcast, is supported by... Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like expanding capacity for sustainable aviation fuel and biodiesel in Washington state and bringing massive new infrastructure online in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. From the New York Times and WBUR Boston, this is Modern Love. Stories of love, loss, and redemption. I'm your host, Meghna Chakrabarty. For some people, New Year's resolutions are all about going to the gym, saving money, decluttering. That's not Christine Lloyd. I looked for the really bizarre. I thought, you know, I'm not just going to do little bitty fearful things. Let's just go off the deep end here. Christine wrote about her resolution in her essay, In the New Year, More Cuddling. It's read by Margarita Laviva, who plays Abby in the HBO show The Deuce. Attending a cuddle party was one of my fear-conquering New Year's resolutions for 2016. My other resolutions, um, (laughs) I had a long list, included speed dating and taking a hike with a mountaineering club. I never got around to speed dating or hiking, but by August, I had worked up the courage to sign up for a cuddle party. And that's how I found myself lying in a foam pad on a stranger's floor with my head on the shoulder of a strange man. Strange in that I didn't know him, of course, but also strange in that he was so thin and bony that cuddling with him was no comfort at all. Soon a young woman settled in on his other side and asked if she could hold my hand. Uh, Okay, I said feebly. We reached out and clasped hands across the man's chest. I felt rigid, tense, terrified. A sea of foam pads and quilts and stuffed animals covered the expanse of the one-room carriage house. Even so, I felt the unrelenting pressure of my hip bone against the hardwood floor. How long would I have to lie like this? (laughs) What is the acceptable length of time to seem open to experience while also preserving my dignity? It had been far too long since I'd been intimate with someone. At 44, I worried that I was becoming slightly feral. My parents, after 46 years of marriage, were still having sex. Postmenopausal, geriatric sex perhaps, but sex nonetheless. Meanwhile, I had just shelled out $25 to cuddle with a frail guy. During the introductions, our host had said, I started hosting cuddle parties two years ago because my touch tank was really low, but I knew I wasn't ready for dating. (laughs) Her touch tank? As we went around the room, at least two people said their therapist had told them to try this, and one woman clutched her stuffed life-sized Garfield while rocking slightly and mumbling about being afraid of people. Years earlier, when I had a boyfriend and 
a constant supply of cuddles. I saw an advertisement for cuddle therapy and laughed. How sad, I thought. And yet, here I was, partly out of curiosity, partly to challenge myself to stay open to new and frightening things, and partly because I hoped to meet someone. I am an independent, professional woman living in a progressive city, but entire days pass in which I do not touch another human being. I never thought I would be here, in this place, this time in my life. The fear that I'm in some way defective has become harder to stave off each year. A bell rang. Okay, that's 20 minutes, our host said, giving us an opportunity to rearrange and cuddle with new people. I wasted no time heading to the bathroom, the only space in this little house where I could be alone. When I emerged, everyone was partnered up. There was a tangle of bodies in the middle of the room. I stood in the kitchen contemplating the snacks. Dry shortbread cookies and veggies with ranch sauce. Unfortunately, no alcohol. That could turn things sexual, our host had explained. Cuddle parties are not about sex, but about setting boundaries and connecting. But even with the lights dimmed, the entire setup felt more clinical than connective, as if we were all enrolled in human interaction 101. I kept thinking about baby monkeys. In college, I took an intro to psychology course where we learned about Harry Harlow's experiments with rhesus monkeys and how the infant monkeys preferred a cloth mother to one made of wire and wood, even when the wire mother was the one supplying the food. Turns out primates prefer a cuddly fake mother to a fake mother who actually keeps them alive. Maybe this explains my recent craziness and blood pressure spikes. I had chalked it up to some sort of midlife crisis, but perhaps it's too many years of too little touch and affection. I needed to put myself out there, but the longer I avoided it, the more frightening the prospect became. I was less afraid of becoming a war correspondent than opening a Tinder account. Yet, somehow, I managed to corral enough bravery to do this. Should we cuddle? Asked a buffed-out guy who had come in late. Um, sure, I said, since we were the only people not cuddling. How about we spoon? He asked. Do you want to be Nevada or California? I'll be California, I said, wanting to control our proximity, and especially in our southern regions. But he didn't seem to want to get too close either, leaving at least two or three inches between us. I flung my arm over his side as we lay quietly, stiff as boards. And then he started his nervous chatter. Yeah, I've seen these ads for cuddlers for hire, he said. Seems like pretty easy money. I was thinking I could do that instead of what I'm doing now. I work in a hospital, but my boss hates me and she's stupid. Anyway, I told my therapist I was coming here tonight and he said it's too soon. Too soon for what? I, I didn't dare ask. 
He continued chattering away until the host called time again. It feels like a weakness to admit I'm so lonely. I'm supposed to be a pioneer, a brave, single feminist and afraid to go it alone. Except when it's a Saturday night and I'm eating my dinner while staring out my window into the dining room of the family across from me. I watch the primates interact through their sliding glass doors. Father kisses mother on the neck while she washes dishes. Daughter number one sits on father's lap reading. Daughter number two hugs father around the neck. Do they watch me? Do they wonder? Why is the Arctic shrew feeding again? It's not that I haven't had opportunities. I've been engaged twice. The first time the man broke it off, the second time I did. But I've been deeply in love only once. My other relationships have been more like truces with loneliness. I pretend for months or years that I don't need a man to be happy. <laughs> but is being smugly single any different from being smugly coupled? Will you come and cuddle with us? Asked a woman who had been sensually cuddling with the same man all evening. She was maybe 10 or 15 years older than me, as was the gray-haired man with her. I was ready to leave, but I lay down on my back between them. He put his hand on my chest and his arm across my midsection. She started caressing my forearm the way my mother used to. Soft fingernails against skin. I thought I might cry. Many of my single friends seemed comfortable even happy, alone. I'm too evolved for a relationship, the one recently told me over a bottle of two-buck chuck. I nodded, pretending to understand. I moved to Seattle 11 years ago in search of love. In Alabama, it seemed as if everyone married by 30, but Seattle was full of 30-something singletons. Every party I attended held great possibility. And yet, most were stridently single, satisfied with their lives, climbing mountains, rowing across oceans. The less baggage, the better. The woman I had laid down by said, We knew we wanted to cuddle with you, when you were first introducing yourself and talking about how freaked out you are by all of this. Her hands were soft on my arm. You were so honest and brave. When I asked if they knew each other before this evening, she laughed and told me they met six months ago at another cuddle party. A part of me hoped I would find love here. But as we went around the room introducing ourselves... I began to realize that I was possibly the most terrified person there. Maybe even more than the woman hugging Garfield. Over the years, almost without noticing, I had become less available, less accessible, walling off my heart brick by brick. The woman continued caressing my arm with one hand and 
then with the other, reached across my stomach to hold hands with her man. We seemed to be on the precipice of orgy territory. Instead of freaking out, though, I actually let myself relax. And as the places where our bodies were touching warmed, I began to feel physically connected to other people for the first time in a long time. Why had I been so frightened of this? Why is anyone? There are now more single adults than married ones in this country. And the number of us living alone has increased to a quarter of all households. It shouldn't require scientific research with monkeys to understand that we need, perhaps above all else, physical comfort in this world. My resolution for 2017? Seek it. That's Margarita Laviva reading Christine Lloyd's essay, In the New Year, More Cuddling. Margarita says that watching so many of her single friends looking for love, and having been there many times herself, helped her connect with this essay. I really get it, and I really get how much we need human contact and how, especially living in big cities, we can get so lost. And I really connected with the loneliness of this woman and the reading the part about her almost crying when the woman caressed her arm. It really got me. I, I, I know what that feels like. And, um, and I do think we're humans and human connection and human touch is massively important. And without it, not only are we starved physically, but then I think we become starved emotionally. And at least in my world, I think the soul dies a little bit. Thanks very much to Margarita Laviva for reading this essay. She stars in HBO's The Deuce. Did Christine keep her 2017 New Year's resolution? More after the break. I use the New York Times Games app every single day. I love playing Connections. With Connections, I need to twist my brain to see the different categories. I think I know this connection. Look, Bath is a city in England, Sandwich is a city in England, Reading is a city in England, and I'm going to guess Derby is a city in England. I started Wordle 194 days ago, and I haven't missed a day. The New York Times Games app has all the games right there. I absolutely love Spelling Bee. I always have to get genius. I've seen you yell at it and say, that (laughs) should be a word. Totally should be a word. Sudoku is kind of my version of lifting heavy weights at the gym. At this point, I'm probably more consistent with doing the crossword than brushing my teeth. When I can finish a hard puzzle without pins, I feel like the smartest person in the world. When I have to look up a clue to help me, I'm learning something new. It gives me joy every single day. Start playing in the New York Times Games app. You can download it at nytimes.com slash games app. Christine Lloyd says that in 2017, she took steps towards achieving her resolution to seek out touch, but she didn't quite meet the goal she set for herself. I feel that that resolution really set the bar high and that to me, it sort of meant, okay, you know, in 2017, I'm going to 
have a relationship. By the end of the year, I'm going to be in a relationship and it's going to be awesome. You know, that's sometimes how I talk myself up for things. But, you know, that hasn't happened. And partly, again, because I'm sort of backing into a fear corner. But um, I'm moving toward that ever so tortoise-like. You know, I'm starting to get on dating sites, which, oh, dear God, don't even get me started about that. But, you know, I'm I'm dipping the toes in. I'm, I'm, you know, getting there. Among her 2018 resolutions, dating more. And she's also open to attending another cuddle party, this time with a different perspective than she had the first time around. I definitely went feeling like this is sad. This is so sad that I'm going to this place where people have to go to get touch and to get cuddled. And so I was very judgmental going into it. And that kind of judgment is such a layer of protection, right? I didn't want to see myself as part of that group. And I didn't want to identify with the people there. I thought, oh, I'm so friendly and extroverted and I don't need this. I'm just checking it out. But, you know, by the end, I I really did see that it was helping people, you know, and I would like to go back and just kind of experience it again now that I'm not as fearful and maybe a little bit more open to the experience from the beginning. And Christine believes cuddle parties can help, at least a little, in addressing a real problem. You know, I don't know that the touch that's brief that we get from a friend or a physician or a massage therapist is enough. Maybe it's what's going to have to do for those of us who aren't in a partnership at the moment. But, you know, you really do long for and miss that, you know, the holding, you know, someone holding you for a long period of time. And it's kind of weird to ask a stranger to do that. You know, it's kind of you sort of have to skip over any kind of building of a relationship and just have this intimacy with someone who you're never going to be intimate with. So it's very odd in that sense. She also wants people listening to understand both that it's okay to be alone and that it can be hard. I wish people felt like it was okay to express that and to feel that way and to know that they're not alone in feeling lonely and that there are things that they can do about it, whether it's going to a cuddle party or getting a massage or going to a meetup group and interacting with strangers, you know, talking about something they're passionate about. I think that the longer we hole up and feel lonely, the harder it is to get out, right? The longer you don't do something, the scarier and harder it seems. And I think that's, I guess, the other thing is just to be brave. And it's scary when you're lonely and alone to be brave because you don't have that bolstering force of a best friend who's going to go do that thing with you, but you can do it. That's Christine Lloyd. She's a writer and librarian living in Seattle. After the break, Daniel Jones, editor of the Modern Love column for The New York Times, on what this essay taught him about the importance of human touch. I use the New York Times Games app every single day. I love playing Connections. With Connections, I need to twist my brain to see the different categories. I think I know this connection. Look. 
Bath is a city in England, Sandwich is a city in England, Reading is a city in England, and I'm gonna guess Derby is a city in England. I started Wordle 194 days ago and I haven't missed a day. The New York Times Games app has all the games right there. I absolutely love Spelling Bee. I always have to get genius. I've seen you yell at it and say that <laughs> should be a word. Totally should be a word. Sudoku is kind of my version of lifting heavy weights at the gym. At this point, I'm probably more consistent with doing the crossword than brushing my teeth. When I can finish a hard puzzle without pins, I feel like the smartest person in the world. When I have to look up a clue to help me, I'm learning something new. It gives me joy every single day. Start playing in the New York Times Games app. You can download it at nytimes.com slash games app. Dan Jones says that he had heard about cuddle parties, but didn't really know that much about them before Christine's piece came in. It's dealing with so many contemporary issues of isolation, in some part because so many more people are single these days, and also because of, of technology and even handling so many of the relationships that we do have purely through technology to the point where, um, you know, you start to wonder if this is kind of a public health crisis, that people are not having physical contact with other people. You know, on the one hand, this piece is this light, kind of funny, at times squirmy romp through this strange phenomenon of having cuddle parties. And on the other hand, it's, it's really an indictment of isolation and how a contemporary society can cause social isolation to the point that it's a health problem. Whether or not you're adding go to a cuddle party to your list of New Year's resolutions, we want to wish all of you a very happy New Year. And here's a preview of what we have coming in 2018. Kumail Nanjani and his wife Emily Gordon reading Overfed on a Mother's Affection. My mother may not wear her emotions on her sleeves, but that's only because her sleeves are rolled up and her emotions are lying in the bottom of a pot. My rejection of her kimchi chicken is a rejection of what she does, who she is. I know this, but I have to push back because there's another woman in my life who wants to cook for me. Uma Thurman telling the story of an accident that changed a family. He told me that by the time he saw both boys in the road, he was already too close. If he swerved onto the sidewalk, he would hit Alex. If he didn't, he would hit Jonathan. All I know is there were two boys in front of me, he said. I had to decide in that very moment, and it was so fast. I chose not to hit your brother that day. What kind of choice is that? Richard Jenkins, reading an essay about a man whose partner leaves him for several months and then wants to come home. And then I felt surprisingly reluctant, hesitant. Perhaps I was happier in my loneliness than I had realized. Perhaps I was afraid. Perhaps all the little quirks that I didn't like about her had finally come to outweigh all that I loved. Modern Love is a production of the New York Times and WBUR, Boston's NPR station. It's produced, directed, and edited by Jessica Alpert, John Parati, Amory Sievertson, and Caitlin O'Keefe. Additional sound design by Paul Vikas. 
The idea for the Modern Love Podcast was conceived by Lisa Tobin. Iris Adler is our executive producer. Daniel Jones is the editor of Modern Love for The New York Times and advisor to the show. Music for the podcast, courtesy of APM. I'm Magna Chakrabarty. See you next week.